Welcome back to our Proactive London studio. I'm delighted to be joined here in person today by Bruce Griffin, who is the Executive Chair of Sheffield Resources. A very, very warm welcome to you, Bruce. Thank you very much for making the trip in. And we're going to start today by asking you for a quick overview of how things are going at your Thunderbird Mineral Sands project. Thanks, Tom. Good to, good to be here. Um, look, with Thunderbird, uh, we, having made the FID decision in October last year, we're now um, over 75% complete on the project. It's fully funded, so we're very comfortable that um, we've got all the funding we need for that project. And we're on, on schedule, on time, and expecting to deliver products to customers in the first quarter of next year. Understood. You must be absolutely delighted with that, because that is a project which has been, you know, working away there for a very long time now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's had an interesting history, um, you know, like a lot of discoveries, there's a period of time when you're figuring out exactly what it is. Perhaps what was a little bit unusual for Thunderbird is it effectively it, um, previously tried to fund it twice actually under previous management. And so, you know, what I got involved, there was that question about, you know, a project that hasn't been funded, could you in fact uh, get the funding in place for it? You know, what was stopping it um, getting funded and, and therefore built? Now it's problem solved, but I get the impression you're not resting on your laurels, are you, Bruce? Because you have been looking further afield for new projects. Yes, we have. I mean, we see that, um, that in the same way that uh, you know, perhaps my industry knowledge allowed us to unlock value at Thunderbird by, by reconfiguring the project and making it fundable and, and bringing in the right uh, partner. Uh, we believe that in mineral sands there are other opportunities, uh, other assets out there that perhaps have... Uh, hidden value in them, value that the existing management or owners can't unlock. And so we've been looking around at you know, op options to add some future growth to, to our portfolio. And uh, we identified uh, one opportunity was a project uh, I know very well and, and, and like in the southeast of Brazil, uh, the South Atlantic project. And, and we recently uh, acquired an option um, to uh, effectively, well, acquired an option to acquire the first 20% of the project. So, yeah. I understood. So what do you think that's going to bring to Sheffield? Um, I think you know, probably more than anything else, um, you know, single asset company and, and Mineral Sands has a lot of single asset uh, companies that, um, you know, one of the things we hear from investors a little bit is, okay, great, but then particularly with Thunderbird is in a 50-50 joint venture, which means that while there are growth options within Thunderbird, they're not necessarily uh, entirely under our control. And so, you know, when we when we speak with investors, particularly thinking about um, investors who might be interested in Thunderbird as a producer, uh, as a Sheffield, sorry, as the owner of a producing asset, and and so on, you know, one of the things they say is it would be great to have um, some optionality in there. The idea that there might be other growth options, and therefore it's not just about cash generation at Thunderbird, but you know, also a story around there could be other assets, there could be more growth in the future, and so. That's something we sort of recognised as, as you know, potentially changes our value proposition as well. Understood. I guess you're proving you're not a one-trick pony. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Great then. So let's hear a little bit more about your vision for the long-term future of the company since you're building this foundation at the moment. Yeah, so I think the, the way we think about it is you know, we're very much going to be a mineral sands company. Uh, we think that's uh, an area where we have uh, a, a competitive advantage, uh, particularly through my knowledge of the sector, um, the way, uh, the, the, the nature of the products, who the customers are and, and, and how they buy them and why, and also uh, perhaps who has a strategic interest and therefore who, who make good partners. 
So we're very much going to stay focused on mineral sands. Um, the idea is, you know, over time we'd like to create a portfolio of cash generating mineral sands assets and actually have good cash returns to our shareholders, but also a growth story alongside that. So people can see that, you know, Sheffield is a company that will generate cash and return a certain amount of that cash to shareholders, but also expecting to grow those cash returns over time as well. It leads me very naturally to my final question, Bruce, which is about the mineral sands market itself. Presumably, if you're looking to, to really double down on mineral sands long term, you must be confident in the future of demand for them. Yeah, um, very much so. Uh, you know, as people like to say, I have a constructive view on, on, on the mineral sands sector. Uh, in some ways, it's as much supply driven as, as demand. What we see for both the two main minerals groups are, you know, titanium dioxide feedstocks and zircon. Both have demand that, that pretty much linked to GDP, fairly consistent growth. What we see is perhaps a more interesting um, story on the supply side, particularly in zircon, the, the largest, the big three producers, about 55% of supply today, are all in assets that are getting near the end of their life. And we're seeing declining supply, um, flat declining supply from all three, um, and quite a lot of supply to come out of the market over the next you know, three or so years. So, you know, to give an example, um, Aluka, one of the leading players, their, their key zircon asset is the Jacinth Ambrosia in, in, in South Australia. And that asset will be, will be closing by 2027, approximately. You'd need two Thunderbird stage ones to replace that um, numerically. So we see, you know, very, an emerging supply gap there and an opportunity to fill in that and, and benefit from what we would hope is a favourable price environment given tight supply and demand. Understood. Well, that's all very clear. And uh, I think that about wraps it up for today, Bruce. But it's been an absolute pleasure to have you in. And uh, thank you very much for your time today. Great. Thank you very much.